0: Is it possible that we are stunned by what we have and are experiencing and the father out of his goodness is saying, boy, I'm giving you the opportunity now to really dig in and see the genuine Christ life and start applying these principles more in your daily life instead of me just uh, writing them in my notes on Sunday or journaling them?
1: Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator. And I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace, despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways, while giving God room to do what only He can do, and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life, one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast, Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Welcome back, everybody, to the Choose to Think podcast. I am Victoria, and today I would like to introduce you to Craig Smith. He has written a devotional, and I have it right here in my hands. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can actually see it, and it's called Awake in the Dawn, Living the Lord's Prayer. It is a 365-day devotional. Craig Smith spent his early career using music as his main platform for ministry. He wrote and recorded 14 music projects with a myriad of songs charting the top 10 national Christian charts, received a Dove nomination for Best Worship Album, and a nomination for SESAC Inspirational Songwriter of the Year. Now, after years of touring his music, Around the world. Craig is firmly rooted, leading his leading his local church in Arkansas. Craig is also the founder of Village to Village, and that's with the number two, just like the Choose to Think podcast, Village to Village, a faith-based nonprofit that builds a culture of hope in underserved regions around the world. V2V believes that true transformation can only come from a personal relationship with Christ. And they seek to they seek to transform communities and families with the living hope of Jesus. The organization partners with local programs to create hope villages in Uganda, Northwest Arkansas and Thailand to help families to break cycles of addiction, poverty and abuse. So Craig, welcome to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. I am so glad that you're here.
0: Thank you and thank you for the opportunity.
1: Oh, goodness. You know, what an interesting bio you have there. And obviously, it's just sprinkled with your heart's desire to promote the love of Christ. And I really love how you have partnered with or created essentially a, an organization In other words, it's not just about you, but you're, you're going beyond, Hey, I wrote a devotional or, Hey, I'm doing this, but you're actually supporting a cause. And that really grabs our attention. So what made you want to do that? I'm just curious. How did you connect the dots on your, your ministry, your personal life and endeavors and, but you, your vision became a little larger.
0: Well, thanks. Thanks for. I will try to answer that uh, in the most honest way possible. And speaking of honesty, I was just uh, I was listening to the bio as you as read as you were reading it, and uh, when you said it has written a myriad myriad of songs that made the top ten, I was thinking, you know what? That's a myriad is an awful lot. I let's let's say a few. Be okay. More honest reminder. the The devotional itself, "Awaken the Dawn," was. It's it's simply the result of many, many years of going just getting up early, going out to the place where I pray and read. It's, it's a, a small, small room surrounded by some trees, apart from our house. And I've just uh, spent years just reading and journaling and wanted something that when guys would say, Hey, Craig, hey, wake us up early and get us into this also. Kind of help us. How did you get there? Give us a, a tool. So Awaken the Dawn is just a simple on-ramp utilizing the Lord's Prayer, and we could talk about that in a minute, but this was not on my bucket list. I loved the music years and to be able to use music to share my story about how my story needs to fade away and the story of Christ become this uh, predominant and only thing that we see. Just to, He's the life giver, so mm. he's the one we want to pursue. He's the one that we want to chase and to be like. Music was wonderful to do that with the devotional was just out of that time with the Lord, but probably about 12 years ago, it was in the jungles of Central America. I was going there quite a bit and doing part-time mission work or short-term mission work. And we would establish uh, in some of the smaller villages in the bush, just trying to help out and share Christ with them, but really help them and do anything we could do to serve them. And I would always watch the children and the children just began to capture my heart. I'm a dad, I'm a, a father and a grandfather. And I love both of those roles very, very much. I think I may love being a grandfather
1: best.
0: <laughs> and even in our church, I, I just love it when I see, and I've had the the honor and privilege of being in one church for a very long time. So to watch the, the kids being born, uh, some of them grow to to respond to calls of ministry, and and so some of the missionaries that we work with are, are, children that I, you know, that I dedicated. It's just life is an incredible thing, and so I, that was not written again on my, that was not in my outline, but I love it. And so back to Central America, I saw the children, and I saw them as a possible way, if we were to invest a long time a long period of time in one area and see if we couldn't see a culture of hope surrounded a Christ-centered culture of hope. So we were going to do that in Central America. Initially, it did not work out. We established Hope Village, Uganda, outside of Kampala with about a dozen children. We've been there for 11 years now, and uh, we have approximately 300 kids that we work with. And The short version of that is that it's just gotten in my heart so much. I've asked the Lord, if it's his will, this is, I would love to spend the last lap around the track for my life, just trying to get those support systems in a few places that could be modeled or transferred in other regions. All of the proceeds from, we've done music, actually the last 10 years of recording We have taken all the proceeds and directed those to missions. The book, Awaken the Dawn, the same way. We're just taking uh, the profits from that and continuing to invest it in mission. I'd like to say that it was all intentional, Victoria, and that I have this great mind, this strategy (laughs) mind, but I I love the father and I love the way he directs us and leads us if we'll just embrace and stay close to him. So it's, it's really been an adventure.
1: Mm, Sounds like a wonderful adventure. Yeah, the Uganda caught my attention because my virtual assistant is actually in Uganda outside of Kampala. Mm -hmm. And I I linked with her through a gentleman who has a ministry there. They have grassroots ministry and he's a young man. Matter matter of fact, I ended up interviewing him on the podcast my first Mm -hmm. season and such tremendous work that, that is being done there. And Kudu, you know, hats off to you also for that heart that longs to touch the life of others. I love the phrase culture of hope because nowadays so many folks are hopeless and they're riddled with anxiety and fears. And I mean, as believers, as Christians, and we know that that is not what Christ, what God designed for us. It's not that our life is going to be easy. We know Jesus says that there will be tribulations and trials. Of course there will be because that refines our faith. That helps us to mature and to grow and to become more like Christ. Every single hardship that we undergo certainly would have the, you know, be a a recipe for, for doing that. But so many of us as Christians are, are hopeless. And it's, I, so yes, building a culture of hope is, Amazing. Matter of fact, I I was, as I was been reading your book and I I want to talk about the structure, but it's just so curious to note that the, and I, and I was just kind of randomly flipping through at this point, because I wanted to read at least one of the devotionals to our listeners and, and to our viewers. And it happened to be the one I chose was hope for the world. So yay, yay on that. But the way that you've structured the devotional Craig is It's so clean and crisp. So you have the day written and then you have a title. So you've even given a little bit of a, this is the flavor of what's going to be covered on that day. Then you've chosen a word or a scripture passage and cited that. And then you have the bulk of each devotional, of course, would be kind of the meat or the substance, the application of that word, connecting something that's going on in life with the actual scripture itself, calling that the thought, like the thought for the day, you know, think about this, ponder this. And then you conclude with a prayer. But then at the very bottom, you're, of course, just running this the Lord's Prayer over and over and over again throughout the actual devotional. So you've got the word, the passage, the target scripture, and you're connecting that to a practical application or the thought. And then from there, you're also connecting that back to the Lord's prayer. So it's very clever. I love how you've you've done that. And it certainly is putting some, you know, you've got the scaffolding of the Lord's prayer, but then you're putting a lot of meat on there, a lot of f- the framework on there to, to just spin off of that in a new way. So very nicely done. The particular passage is is, for, is actually October 17th, hope for the world. And the word is, and his name will be the hope of all the world, Matthew 12, 21. The thought says this, while doctors, therapists, and counselors are legitimate resources who can help us with ailments of the mind, body, and heart, Over time, our world has minimized and marginalized hope's singular, unveiling source, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. He is the world's only reliable lasting hope we are grateful for the medical sciences and the advances to better the human condition but still they are sources limited in their capacities as they are unable to match the living power of god god is the hope for the hopeless the failed the weak the forgotten the rejected, the persecuted, and the outcast. For whoever is hopeless and wherever there is hopelessness, the name of Jesus Christ is the way of hope. He is the hope for the world. In order to access this lasting hope, all we have to do is call on him. He never fails. The prayer says this, when I am challenged with hopelessness, you remind me of your faithfulness and unlimited ability to provide me with hope. In your power and love, my concerns and fears are dissolved. Thank you for your kindness and provision. Amen. And you link that to give us today the food we need. So I I would love, you know, this all sounds wonderful. It's beautifully written. I love the the truth behind the words that you say. But let's say there's a listener or a viewer who says that sounds great, but I don't have hope. You don't know my scenario. You don't know my situation. I just lost my child. I lost my job. I lost my husband. Uh, you know, the pandemic decimated my business. Whatever that scenario may be, how do you connect the dots between this beautiful message and the real life day to day grind of it all, where Okay, this sounds good, but what does this really mean? And how do I apply this to my life?
0: Do we have more than uh, five minutes? <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> you got plenty no, no, of time. No.
0: no, thank you so much for even asking that because uh, two or three things that I want to respond to. One is in my own life, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a musician, that's been my past. I'm creative and many times musicians, creative people are not the most organized folks. I could easily measure my time in in the Bible, and I could measure my time in the effectiveness when I was with other Christians. Prayer was just a a tiny bit mystical for me. And so, but really in the early years, I could pray around the world, it would seem, in, in less than three to five minutes. One day I was captured by the Lord's prayer, which is probably the most familiar prayer universally, whether we're saying it sincerely or not, we've all heard it at a wedding or a funeral or some 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 someplace. And then I started thinking about the kingdom of God and how multi-layered. He's so wonderfully simplistic to love us as sons and daughters, but he's also impossible to contain mentally. So I thought he's that's the way he is, his character, his kingdom. So when I would see the Lord's Prayer, I thought, I wonder if there's something to dive more deeply in, of course, which there is. To answer your question and really bring in our last two to two and a half years with the COVID experience, which I think there were there were some, there was so much tentativeness and fragility within our Western culture to begin with. Our foundations weren't quite as we thought they were. So we have many more people in this boat that you are mentioning about hopelessness, regardless of the situations. There seems to be a collaboration now. We, we've all rushed to the center of this place called hopelessness. And, and just, I think it's been like two, within the last two weeks, I read the results of a survey where Americans surveyed are feeling a level of hopelessness previously unmeasured. Mm. Uh, so We're in a time where there's much concern. There's concern for our children. There's concern for our future. And it had me thinking about the the very thing that you're asking where's the connection between these solid answers that God gives us versus the reality of the applicability in my daily life? For me, and I think perhaps the word is like, is it possible? And I'm not saying I'm a great mind, but is it possible? That for decades in the west particularly in the church uh, and i'm not going to go off political here but I, I think if you you read historical historically i love to read history and, and the church history i'm reading a book now written in 1842 and it's about the great awakening which so he's writing it in 1842 but it was about a period of, uh, approximately 100 years earlier i was Really a little taken back initially, the parallels that exist between where we are today as a nation and where they were just prior to the Great Awakening, there were very similar characteristics. Granted, there were only seven and a half or eight million people in the 1700s versus 350 million today and counting. They had taken the church and to a large part, reduced it to something that you just belong to. Uh, something that you were a member of. In fact, in the mid 1700s, you couldn't even hold a political office unless you were a member of a church somewhere. So I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, But that doesn't say that you had to be this Christian that had this deep, wonderful relationship with Jesus. You just had to be a member of a church. Church. So I wonder if, if the level of hopelessness and concern, and this feeling of being adrift right now, not knowing where we're going futuristically. Well, let's say we're a sailing vessel. We're like, since we're talking about the 1700s, so let's just say we're this massive sailing ship. And you know, what? I have a position. I'm not the captain. I just have a position on the ship, and I'm taking orders. And boy, I just have this feeling like, wow, we are we are sailing in deep waters. We are just doing wonderful. And then for whatever reason, I. I jump overboard, and instead of fathoms, I'm I'm standing in waist-high water. I think probably what one thing that's taken the last couple of years is it's a bit of a wake-up call to show us that perhaps the church in the West was not sailing in the depth spiritually, that we mm-hmm. had assessed ourselves. Uh, maybe we started using more of our marketing methodologies, and things that we might do in business, or for for whatever reason, I think the church is always to be the governor, if you will, of of a society, or a people, or a culture, and when those people have been very deeply dedicated to Christ, and his mission, and his mandates, um, there have always been wonderful principles that that will begin to grow and produce great fruit. When we've just been uh, an organization, uh, when the church has been more just of an organization in a place where we collect bodies, instead of going, we want to introduce you to this wonderful Jesus who will change and transform your life and give you the hope that you previously did not have. Is it possible that we just have been in a far more shallow place, Victoria, spiritually, spiritually? And so COVID is it's kind of a good news, bad news. It's kind of uh, what is a tale of two cities. These were the best of times and the worst of, times. of uh, times. Is it possible that we are stunned by what we have and are experiencing and the father out of his goodness is saying, boy, I'm giving you the opportunity now to really dig in and see the genuine Christ life and start applying these principles more in your daily life instead of me just uh, writing them in my notes on Sunday or journaling them, that's a long response to your quick, easy uh, question. but i th- I think one, just one of the possibilities is that we see these principles that we've memorized and the hope that is in Christ because we're told in the in scripture that it's he is a certain hope right. so he's not He's 100%. He's the only thing that is. He is the well from which we all desperately run to to get the genuine article, real hope that is going to last. So maybe this is our wonderful opportunity to re-engage from just a religion that perhaps we, we didn't even know. I'm not throwing up Christianity in America under the bus. Please, I'm not. But is it possible that... Now the veil has been removed a little bit and we can go, wow, the only things that I see as the genuine gems, the real treasures are these characteristics and qualities of Jesus Christ that the father has put before us. And then through his Holy spirit will allow us access on a daily basis. So yes, we are going to all face tough times. Uh, It's just part of living in the world. And I've been through them and no doubt we'll be through them again. We had a number of plans. I would use this as a most recent example. My, uh, I just celebrated my, this past summer, my 50th wedding anniversary.
1: Congratulations. Uh, thank
0: you. And, uh, when my wife and I met, neither one of us knew Christ. Uh, I was playing in a local rock band and, um, had enough, had enough ego for probably a half a dozen young guys, but, uh. <laughs> We were married, and shortly thereafter, things were going um, badly. Uh, we celebrated 50 years. I wasn't sure the first 50 days were going to pass with uh, the, the marriage intact. But our manager of this little rock group that I was in had become a Christian, and so we saw his life radically changed, and he was just always saying, just, man, go to church with me and just try it out, Craig. Just You guys just see, I mean, you're, you're not doing a great job Uh, piloting your life on your own. So just go. So we did, and we both became Christians at the same point, uh, same Mm -hmm. service. How do we take these wonderful concepts of Christ, where there's supposed to be 100% hope, and apply them to our situations that are really rough, where they look pretty hopeless? And so when my wife and I became believers, we began to have people... Feed into our lives these principles. They were more than just notes about this is Christ, who he was, Son of God. Uh, he wants us to all be missionaries. I mean, all those things that we jot down continually in our notepad uh, when we're in a in a service or some conference. And um, and so we began to just take these things bit by bit and go, okay, this is these are tough times. So my wife and I celebrated fifty years this past summer. And also this past summer, we had plans for about a four month period. We didn't write this in, but my wife uh, started having some symptoms. And so she had a, a major surgery at the end of May. And for almost two and a half, three months, she's been in recovery for this thing. And in the midst of that, I've never seen my wife in so much physical pain. And I was uh, just praying and just going, Lord, here are these things. Here are these scripture principles and truths that I'm praying over this person that I love dearly and that you've given me. I'm praying them, Lord, but I'm not seeing change. As I was talking about the last two years, Victoria, as with the, the situation my wife went through, and she's doing well now, by the way, but Good. we have an opportunity to undergird, to reinforce those things that we've been learning up here. And both Diana and I, my wife, the last several months have just seen this major shift. The things that we thought were important to our lives, the things that we thought were important that we needed in ministry, we are finding that now those are things that we thought were important. Those things that God has called us to and wants us to pursue. The difficult times that we just went through have helped us shed the things that were giving us maybe false hope. And so to bring us up to speed again these last two years, perhaps some of the things that we've experienced, I read the other day we're almost almost 50% of the churchgoers prior to COVID are no longer attending churches. Now, maybe it's because they're Zooming, are uh, they streaming? I mean, but I think really, and they have no intention of re-engaging in in church. So I think what we've done once again is this storm has shown us that we were in a bit of shallow water, and we need to uh, tighten up our walks and and get a bit more serious. Still enjoy the adventure because serving God is an adventure. It's it's very joyful to me, but there's some tough times. So. My answer to that is, I think we take the words that we write, we take the words that we've written from the word, those principles that are accurate and true, and ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, you got to help me apply these more. And so we are finding deeper application in our life after all these years of walking with God.
1: You said something so curious, Craig, about the things that you thought were important, in your ministry, and some of that was sifted out, and you realized that hey, through the hardship of your wife's illness, that there we're going to focus on these things instead, or these things are maybe more important. What were those things? Can you share? Uh,
0: of course, time together. Um, I don't know about mm-hmm. yes. We I have we know we're not going to live forever. Ever. I have a friend that many many years ago said we were talking about difficulties, and he said, you know, Craig none of us are going to make, make it out alive. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I said, no, church, church. Uh, but this is not our home. This is not our destination. But as uh, when this hit our, our family, we thought, wow, this is kind of the first time we've had a serious illness hit our family. And so the, the thing that it did was it had us begin to assess what are the things that we get drawn into that might be good things, but not necessarily things God has called us to? So we're, we are spending more time together. We're praying together more. We're sharing more of the word. And we've always done this, Victoria, but it's, it's much intensified. We began to go around our lives in our house and just go, you know, do we really need that new piece of furniture. Is that going to really make us happier? Is that going to make anybody that we invite into our home feel more welcome if we have this new place to sit uh, or this brand new coffee maker. So things have just begun to take a
1: back seat, a, thank you.
0: Uh, very much a backseat. Uh, so being in our lives, being around our family, looking at our community of faith that we're in, that we're walking with, how do we serve others? How do we encourage others more? And it's had us look more closely at how did Jesus, remember the father said, "I'm. you guys are not getting this in the old covenant. So I'm gonna have to send, I'm sending my son. He's gonna be the perfect model. He is going to be, uh, he's gonna be the the apex model of the character and the quality of life that I want you to live. And you'll be able to do it successfully because he is, it says that fix our eyes on Jesus, the perfecter, that's the Greek word pioneer. Uh, one of the greek words for that so it it he's the pioneer he's cutting the way if, if he were lewis mm-hmm. and clark he was the he was going to cut the way from the east coast to the west coast per se mm-hmm. and once he did that you know you can go hey, you know what i i absolutely the scriptures say i cannot do anything without him that i can do nothing on my own of any value kingdom wise so what are the qualities of the life of jesus that we can truly go to God, the Father, through the Holy Spirit, and just say, Lord, we know we can't do this on our own. We, we realize that from the beginning, but we genuinely desire to be great examples of your Son, the best we can be, because I think if we can shed ourselves of religious form and mechanisms and truly embrace this beautiful, wonderful, living, relationship with jesus christ we have a world we definitely have a culture within the united states that is hungry for authenticity and and we serve again the the one authentic being that exists and that is jesus christ
1: Mm, so powerful well can you tell us craig where we can get in touch with you how can how can the listeners reach you and get your book
0: they can, well, I think they can get the book on just about any platform. Uh, it's Awake in the Dawn. Um, so you can get that just anywhere, I think, online um, to get in touch with us because we love talking. Uh, again, uh, I love talking about what we're doing devotionally and the Lord's Prayer and its depth and its wonder and, and follow this rhythm and pattern in your life. Uh, but I love talking about missions also. So Mm. we love to get people on board with what we're doing missions wise. So you can go to awakeinthedawn.com, tool around in there a bit and until you see Village to Village and that will take you to the mission side of what we are doing. And um, that's the easiest way. You can just crag it, village to (laughs) villagecoco
1: I'm also a .co. Dot gone, the dot com was gone, right?
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like,
1: okay, we'll be dot co. Uh-huh. Which is
0: confusing to most people.
1: I know, I know. But that's okay. I have to say dot co. And everybody thinks it's a typo or something. <laughs> oh my. Well, I, I just have one other question as we as we wrap up, also, Craig. And that is just tying back in. To the hope, hopelessness factor that seems to have been our theme in in many ways. I wonder what does our thinking have to do with our hopelessness, or does it?
0: Well, I think we have to take every thought captive. So I would, I would, on a minor way, some of the things that you asked me in the question a few minutes ago were uh, very serious things: loss of a loved one, uh, a business uh, going under. Uh, Those are huge things and they can bring about tremendous amounts of stress, but uh, I will just use always like the freshest stories if I can use them. So yesterday, I don't know if you've ever had those days, I'm assuming that you and all of your, uh, your listeners have had this where your plan for the day was mapped out, leaving some holes to breathe, and then you get a call and it's somebody who is going through a traumatic situation, and that happened yesterday. Uh, we've been working with a, a young woman and a, and a child that she's been fostering for a couple of years, and uh, almost losing this little five-year-old, mm. and so it's totally out of our control. We can't, we cannot say, wait a minute, that's not right. We're, we're just going to speak it, and, and we're going to make it right here, and everything's going to be okay by 6 p.m. tonight. It was a genuinely a difficult thing there were no immediate answers so what we know to do is our our greatest weapon our greatest strength is to pray and we we took that to prayer Uh, I've been going to a Monday night prayer meeting that I do not lead but I just attend and I have been going to it for almost three decades at this point and so about two or three in the afternoon yesterday, Victoria, I just thought, man, I, I'm tired, emotionally drained. I don't have any answers uh, for this particular problem. I'm just going to stay home. And uh, last minute, I thought, man, I know better than that. So you know, sometimes <laughs> you push yourself. And I went... And just the prayers of others, just the, the reading of Scripture, just being around other mm. family, spiritual family, very much encouraged me. And the situation did not change much. But my approach, my vantage point to the situation was greatly changed by the end of the evening. And so I remembered something from, uh, from my Bible college days there is in ephesians chapter six thought about this last night at the end of the prayer time because i was just listening to these guys pray is that in ephesians six uh after talks about the putting on the full armor of god you know when you've done all that then when you've got it all together you know the principles you put the armor of god on you stand and i thought about that passage before just you could approach it this way incorrectly but you could go I I don't know what else to do. I've done everything I know to do Uh, this. The word says stand. So I guess I'm just going to stand and they're just going to roll over me. That is not what that passage is saying. That word stand in the Greek is a verb. It's an action word. And so to stand is to go. That's right. It's just not. It's not. It's not left up. I've done everything that the Lord has told me through his word to do. I don't see anything in the natural that I can do to manipulate this situation. And if I could manipulate it, then it's only going to be a temporary thing anyway. Mm. So I am just going to take the Lord Jesus Christ at his word, Father at his word, and I am going to stand. And that word stand is much more than just, I, I'm, I hope they don't push me over. I, I can't back up. I hope they don't roll over me. Right. But it's that confidence of that. This is the battle of the Lord. This battle belongs to the Lord. My hopeless situation, maybe what the Lord is trying to say, uh, because he knows the end from the beginning, is if we were a follower of Christ, falls into two categories, I think. One is if we're a believer, a follower of Christ, genuinely going, we are married to your destinies for our life, Lord God, because we want to honor you. Then, then we trust that all of these things that we didn't write into our story he has written and will genuinely care for us we're still like your book like your devotional victoria like maybe i just finished september 13th uh and i don't know how the the thing is going to line out but but maybe two two days over maybe i'm closing a chapter and i haven't looked at the chapters in front of me i haven't had the the advantage of knowing oh there's the solution in the next six devotionals that i'm going to read so life is a bit like that it's like we don't always have access to the end as god does that's the trust and faith part and boy my flesh my old guy flesh is just like whoo I am just definitely not in control, never going to be. And the father is, but he loves me and he's going to care for me. Mm. The other thing I would say in closing is you have to be a follower of Jesus in order to even know that the destiny is locked in and he truly is guiding you along the way. Mm
1: -hmm. So the person
0: that's hopeless and not a follower of Jesus, those are the one my heart goes out to.
1: Mm. You know, I love the application of Ephesians 6. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it's there that the stand command is repeated. It's It, it doesn't say, I was going to look it up on my phone really quickly, but it's, correct. it's, and when all else fails or something like that, stand, it's said twice. And I love that component because like you and your example we exhaust ourselves and in doing what's right and checking all the boxes, but often we forget that, okay, I'm just going to stand. And it may mean that I'm standing for truth. I'm standing in God's army. I'm standing as a willing servant. I'm standing, serving others. I'm standing on the hope that's found in christ Mm -hmm. and that sure foundation that i have that anchor it's an anchor for me in these troubling times and i appreciate that you also mentioned craig just an appeal to those who may be hopeless because they don't know christ finding christ And I, you know, I never know, like pray the sinner's prayer or do this or do that. I know how it happened in my life. And it was a simple call and a cry for God, help me. I think that's about all I said was God help me, but I called on God and in a second, he did just that. He met me where I was in, in my hopelessness and in my misery and my life changed immediately. It was a 180 shift. 20 years go by now, 22 years, a Christian, a Christ follower, but with a lot of ups and downs in between and and even moments of crises of my faith and which in the end brought this devotional that you mentioned that Choose used to think devotional as a result of going through a deep depression and a crisis of faith back in 2016. So, so yes, thank you for encouraging us as Christ followers we have a hope. Let's not forget that. Let's make sure that we're that our thoughts line up with who God says He is, who God says we are, and what He says about our scenario, what He says about the pandemic, what He says about my very life, the life of my loved ones, about the circumstance that I that I'm in. Make sure our thoughts line up there. And second of all, if if you listener, if you viewer, don't know Christ, maybe it's the time to just call out to him and cry out to him. So thank you for, for mentioning those things. And thank you so much for appearing. My heart feels so encouraged right now. And I appreciate the time that you've taken, Craig, to, to just share the love that you have for Christ and share a part of your adventure and to bring all these interesting stories. And again, I hope that everyone will go out and get a copy of "Awake in the Dawn. It's like you said, kind of like a launch pad to even deeper study as you go, but a great you know five minutes to get your day started on the right foot and to who knows how the Lord will speak to you through this through this uh this work so thank you for shining the light of of God to so many others Craig we appreciate it so much
0: thank you so much for the opportunity Victoria and uh and to every every time someone buys a book they're donating to us
1: yes love and that's a rap brain changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at to think.co. That's with the number two, choose to think.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email. Me at choose to think at gmail.com, and that's with the number two choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choosetothink.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.